Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. Where today, we're talking NWA Saturday Night on TBS from April the 8th, 1989. We have left the Techwood Drive studio home that we've been in since we started doing BTT, the NWA review portions of the show, that is, back in November of 85. So here we are. Um, we're leaving the studios. I'm sitting here with Doc and Hardbody Hopper. We're all here. We're all on time. How about that, Doc? How are you? Uh, I'm feeling good, man. I just got out of uh, virtual meet the teacher. Oh yeah, oh, got a good book. Bu- no, nah, man, it's good, man. It's uh, it's better because I got a little buzz on already. Pre-show wow. buzz while I was doing, you know, being a good parent. Are y'all doing like the uh, virtual class, or they're just like fuck it, go back to school, assholes? Well. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure how to answer this until I get my hands on the until I get my hands on that sweet sweet Russian vaccine. Yeah, I'm gonna say um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say we're gonna be pulling this one off from home. Okay. Yeah, same same for my school district. But um, this will this will be the same thing. Here's how I can relate to to the working man out there. Uh, Mike has a real problem with people who say they relate to the working men and then don't. So everybody that's a parent that's been in one of these meet the teacher fiascos knows that you're wanting to get the need to know information so that you can get on with your life. And we sit there and listen to these cows, these fucking housewives that have nothing to do but care about their little precious little child's talented and gifted time or how virtual learning is going to enrich them or their grades and shit and man we've been sitting there for 50 fucking minutes and no one has talked about the software we got to use to get online to do any of this shit yeah just give me the facts man tell me where to find it and give me a login and i'll get you i'll get the rest of this shit but i can't do anything without that Motherfucker. Oh. And every every dad out there is like, because cause the dads out there take about 10 minutes before they're like, this is the same bullshit as last year. And the moms, <laughs> and the moms get frustrated at the dads for getting frustrated. But then about 10 minutes later, 
the moms are all texting each other like, this is some bullshit. I don't know. I just got up and left. She was like, yeah, go record your stupid podcast. <laughs> They're still in there talking. Oh, God. Can we, um, seriously, can we RIP the great Kamala? We should. I mean, I finally have some peace. What do you mean? Well, I hope that, in all honesty, I hope Kamala, James Harris is at peace, but now I'm at peace. Because now that he's dead, I can be assured that he's not going to eat me. Keep going. I told you, we both thought he was going to eat us when we were children. I don't think I ever outgrew that. Uh, serious question. Back, we, we did our top five scariest wrestlers, or most feared, back in the day, on this show. But there is probably not one person that we, if we, I mean, we talked about the Sheik and people we didn't really have firsthand knowledge of. Because we, we kind of talked about people we had heard about of later in life, too. But Kamala has to be the scariest, now that I think back on it. Because that dude had me really thinking, when he was coming into Mid-South in 82, and they showed that damn video everybody across the territories has ever seen, mm. we thought that was a freaking video from the deepest darkest jungles in africa and we really thought he was a cannibal and was going to find us and eat us when he was in our town yes and well as a shoot like, as guys so you have the sheik and you have uh abdullah and you have brody but for us in our geographical location nobody had the impact that kamala did because he was around us all the time Big facts. Big and facts. And you had them. And you had them in world class. Well, we did too. But we also had them in Mid-South. So how old were you, Doc, when you first saw the Kamala video? You would have seen it in 82 as well. 82, I would have been either 7 or 8. Okay. So prime, I saw Prime, set the hook. <laughs> Start reeling me in. He's the boogeyman. He's wrestling in Dallas. How big can Dallas be? I live in Dallas. He's going to eat me. Uh, um, by I the mean, way. He, he was licking blood and, and, and beating up on Eric's. If he could beat them up, think what he's going to do to me. Yeah, I was seven when I first saw it, too. By the way, here is the, uh, here's the, the, the video of um, Kamala, uh, the, the audio from it. Maybe I should... Um, Hold on. Let me share this with y'all. That way y'all can see it, too. Mm. That way we can all experience Kamala. I'm going to get scared again. We, 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 can, we, can, we can really RIP the great Kamala. Uh, y'all see that video? Kamala. Six foot nine inches tall. Kamala, 385 pounds. Kimala, the coolest man known to professional wrestling today. Arms and legs as large as trees. As strong as some of the largest animals known to man. Kimala, six foot nine inches. Kamala, 
385 pounds. Kimala, the Ugandan giant. I don't know about you, but I'm scared looking at it today. Yeah, Mike, with the nose the ring. Mike, get the gun. Get the gun. <laughs> I mean, look at that. I mean, the hoop earrings and the nose ring. The only thing that's kind of goofy, really, is the doo-doo chain that he's got around his his neck was kind of dumb. The The little wrist cuffs look kind of cheap, but I wasn't paying attention to that, man. Look That right? Oh, shit. Look at that image right there. <laughs> Mm, he's looking in the camera going, that white boy looks tasty. Mm-hmm. And then he comes out, and he doesn't know how to pin guys. He pins them on his back, on their back. He's impervious to what feels like pain. Bruh, he's beating up Von Erics and beating up Brody. Look at that shit. That shit was uh. awesome. He turned That look right there. That first look. Those eyes. Jesus Christ. That mouth look at open. that. Uh-uh. Looks and those like are the, my... those do look like the native grass, grasses of Uganda. <laughs> no shit. Jerry Jarrett's backyard. <laughs> Looks like Mike's father-in-law. That's nice. Oh, oh I, I always pictured Pop-Pop to be kind of skinny. <laughs> Pop, Pop-Pop's skinny these days. And, um, no, nah, he doesn't look like, he didn't look, he doesn't look like Kamala. <laughs> He's... Dude, you, you could that? not. What? What? Imagine when your wife first like brought you into the house and he came out fucking looking like this, just to fucking, just to fuck with you. Oh no! The the funny story is, and then we get back to Kamala is, you know the 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 first time I met him, Pop Pop ain't got no shame, right? He didn't got no shame. Once again, my father in law is the original Pop Pop. Conrad started saying that much further along after me. So anyway, Pop Pop, I sit down and I'm introduced and he's sitting on the sofa and he's like, hey, how you doing? So he starts small talk, you know, and then out of the blue, my wife hates when I tell this story, but it happened out of the blue. I ain't known him five minutes. So has she told you everything? And I was like, uh, he's like, you like to get high, boy. So I was like, um. I guess, you know, he's like, now you got to understand. I mean, this is not 18 year old, 25 year old, like me meeting him. I mean, I'm, I'm 30 years old. So at this point, so like, you know, that stage you go through when you meet like your girl. So so you were in year eight of your 20 year college. (laughs) 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 But uh, the point I'm making is like, you know, you know how when you're young and a meet, meet a girl's father is different than like when you're a grown adult and you're out on your own. You got your I don't own know. Job I always and... assumed that they, they knew and I knew that I was both trying to dig them guts out. Well, my point is like you're there's no level of intimidation, at least for me. Like I was like, all right, I'm 30 years old. It's it's like, yeah, I, I mean, we're grown adults at this point. He's like, so she told you everything. I'm like, uh, I guess he's like, so, you know, I'm a recovering addict. Mm. Just blurted it out. And my wife hate my wife goes dad and i was Daddy. like i was like i was like oh no I, I didn't know that and then he went on to tell me the whole story about snorting and i was like all right well like another wow. day in the neighborhood of gentilly opera is he fucking is he 
the junkyard dog? No. No. <laughs> no. No. Back to Kamala though. Uh Doc, this one this one this one kinda hurts, man. Oh, it does, kinda, man. This yeah, it one hurts, sucks. Man. It does suck. Now here's the thing. He had been in a bad way for a while. And yeah. so, you know, he had had his legs amputated and, and and I just you know, but the Rona got him. I just hope he's in a better place and that he went fast. I mean This one's know. rough, man. Yeah, man, I, this is this is a, a big part of like the first couple of years you started watching wrestling. He was a part of that. It's it's not just that too, like if you ever, I'm sure many of you out there have heard the different shoot interviews or his appearances on Austin's show or the various podcasts that he did. He did one with Piper as well many, many years ago. Like, sounded like just the nicest freaking guy on the planet. Like, just like a big teddy bear, which Lawler said that's exactly what he was. He was a big teddy bear. He's like, James is one of the nicest guys you ever want to meet. I mean, but man, all... that that whole thing that Akbar had him, but he had a handler. Bro, they Friday, did that shit right. Kimchi. Or Friday. Yeah. What? Oh, you were gonna say something about it? They just did it right, man. That that air of mystery around him, and the only thing I never liked, but I understand why you did it, was him wearing the tights underneath the little cloth. Yeah. I mean, oh, I ain't yeah. trying to see his giblets, but a true savage ain't worried about showing you his giblets. That's well, nice. you know, the Americans were worried about his giblets and <laughs> come out. Are you um, trying to say that they didn't want all the white girls seeing what a black snake looked like? What? Huh? What? Grow up. Hey, I'm going to play doing? something I'm for you. Are you your pants? No, that's my little lunchbox. Full <laughs> <of> <laughs> <laughs> He's whipping it out. Can we R.I.P. Kamala? Like, seriously, Jesus. Godspeed, you Ugandan cannibal. All right, so on a serious note, one more thing about Kamala. I caught, you know, Austin dropped his show this week, and they, they replayed the Kamala episode, so I actually listened to it. And listen to what Kamala says about his um drink of choice. Here it is. I drank the uh, Crown Royal, which I don't, I don't drink anything now, but Hennessy. It ended up being my favorite drink. Yeah, I ended up being a Crown Royal guy. The man was a Hennessy dude. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, we're going to have to wheel you around in a wheelchair because you ain't going to have legs soon. That's fucked up. You can't be serious, can you? For one second. You got to get your flips and dives in and be an idiot. Harper's the one that would roll you down the hill. I'll take him about a... I'll take you up by the lakefront and just just fucking roll you down that's nice. the fucking levee. That's how you're going to take care of me when I'm in wheelchair, huh? Yeah. Better take uh, care of Sasha over there. We'll fuck you up. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, Seriously, rest in peace, Kamala. A, a hell of a gimmick, especially for its time. And um, I think we need to make sure he's in the Hall of Fame next year. He, it, I don't even know. I, I guess he's not in it. I don't really follow. I don't think he is. Is it? I mean, didn't he kind of have a a problem with oh, the wait, WWE? A pop up, a pop pop like problem. No, like fighting over money and kind of, you know, 
Well, that old what's story. The currency, what's the currency in Uganda? Maybe Vince didn't have a conversion table. Can you be serious for one second, asshole? I mean, uh, Jesus. We're talking Kamala here, and, and you just you, you got to get your flips and dives in. What's wrong with you? I'm just trying to just, uh, keep it. You said let's be great. I want to be great. Okay. Um, I don't know, Hopper. I, I can't remember if he's if he had some kind of issues with him or not. I saw the the fucking president uh, of uh, Uganda made his his uh, birthday a national holiday when he died. No, he didn't. I I'm Google it. No, no. The last time I Googled something, it was it was a Tennessee torpedo in the middle of a Smoky <laughs> Mountain show. And, and look, I we're and we're and we're still I uncontrollably all the better for laughed. It. Good God. I posted that on YouTube last week, yeah. the Tennessee Torpedo segment, and that is the most natural, ridiculous moment we probably had in the Smoky Mountain run. Hopper goes, bro, I just looked up Tennessee <laughs> Torpedo. Go, 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 look it up. And Doc, Doc, you go, I'm in route now. And then I pulled it up, and I'm reading it, and I start laughing uncontrollably. At the stupidity of it all. We are who oh. we are. It was phenomenal. Tremendous, as Chris Zaha says. All right. We need to get into this show. Before we do so, real quick, shout out to our largest page contributors monthly, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Kyle Riley, Mike Childry, Joe Ice. Thank you very much. And two new Patreon, one new Patreon member and one person bumped up. Aaron Best, longtime, Patreon, longtime listener, now is a Patreon member. So thank you for Enjoy all that. And William Bozard, uh, Duck Bozard on Twitter, I think is what it is. What's uh, wrong with your What's wrong with your connection, son? You're cutting out. Yeah, that's you. That must be you. No, it was I, you. I a, it was I you. Got a strong signal. Well, William, thank you for your pleasure. Appreciate it. You're great. It's like a short. It's like a short in the system, bruh. It's like your microphone or something. Yeah, you got a problem. So do I need a restart? No, yeah, it's I working just now. Are you sure about that? Yeah, yeah now it's, it's working. Different. See? Wow. Okay. Man, we got a Ugandan curse put on us from beyond the grave. So, do you want me to... Okay. I'm worried it's going to start doing that again. I'm worried about it too, but what can we do? You yeah. Just... I mean, if if the last few months have told us anything, you just keep plowing ahead, pal. Speaking wow. of plowing ahead, Harper, you still plowing over there? Yeah, I'm still plowing. All right. Man, yeah. she's been with you for a while now, huh? I know, huh? What the fuck's going on here? She's I don't know. You tell us. She's your girlfriend, isn't she? Oh, no. Okay. He's going to deny that for a long time, Doc. Oh, no. Okay. He should. Keep his options <laughs> open. <laughs> are the uh, are the bars open down there? Uh, the restaurants are. Like the bar and grill. Neat type of shit but she's a bartender right yeah do they have a grill yeah well it's it's quote unquote a restaurant but it's really what? a bar so they really just throw out like six bags of beef jerky and say they serve food yeah i mean it's got a real grill like a real okay. you know they got like steak night on wednesdays or whatever the fuck but it's mainly a bar so so she has got, a job oh yeah her okay. business is booming. 
two things since time immemorial that never that are recession proof. That's right. <laughs> Our thing. In the entertainment business. Mike. Y'all let me know when y'all ready to get into Saturday night. I'm sad about this. Well, he's sad I mean, about it because we have left the cozy confines. Mm. Hold on, let me get the video version going. Doc is sad about this week, which is April the 8th, 1989, because we've left the cozy confines of tech Our childhood. We're not in the studio anymore, right? Uh-uh. So Doc is sad because we opened the show. And we're in a control center, actually, at the moment with JR. And JR tells us we will hear from um, Flair's attorney today. So stay tuned for that. We need plus, to. Plus, we will see how the new NWA World Tag Team Champions won their match. Yep, that's right. Um, and then, yeah, so we got, it's weird. We start the show. I mean, we've kind of been in the control center before. I remember when Shivani and David um, David Crockett were in the control center for one of the Starcades, but anyway, it's um, it's just a different feel. But I will say this: things do pick up in the episode, and it's got a got a different environment. Doc, um, let me throw oh, it to you. God. You had some thoughts? This just screams we're trying to be like WWF. Yeah, it's Sean Mooney called. He wants his everything back. <laughs> that guy. Oh, was he replaced by Todd Pettengill? Uh, I think he was kind of long. I think he's he had been been gone for a while. Okay. By the time he showed up, Harper, were you were you lonely in the Superdome at the Clash? <sighs> There weren't a lot of people there. No. I mean, I was a kid, man. You know, I was having fun. How did it feel to be in the same room with Ric Flair in 1989? That shit was great, man. Okay, so here's the question. How old were you in 89 at that? Uh, let's see. I was... 13, 12. right? Yeah, 13. Okay, so, so did you get bored during Flair and Steamboat? No. Fuck mm. no. There you no, go. No. Uh-uh. So we talked about that, that they worked a little slower than they did in the first match, but that at no point were we bored. Right. Yeah, we had a long discussion about how the match was paced differently than the very first one. But, I mean, they went 55 minutes. And if you want to hear all about it, go to tinyurl.com slash BTT. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash BTT. Doc and I did a very, very lengthy show covering the entire clash where we talked about the the lo- little, the small crowd, Flair and Steamboat. Plus, there was a lot of other stuff on that show we had. Well, we missed it. We missed the Sheik. The Sheik got cut from the program. How do you feel about that, Sheik? Eh, I'm going to give Sheik a break this week. Oh, Whoa, no. look at you. Oh, no. you're not gonna be a mark for yourself and just talk like the sheep. <laughs> you're not gonna come out the minutes. humble us, yeah. Backs. Well, see what happened, Hope. It was I called him up and I told him, you know what? That's just getting old, man. I mean, come on, man. Can you talk about Bruno? You know, talk about Bruno. Talk about talk about Piper. Talk about Hogan. I mean, you ain't gonna talk about the sheep all the time. So you know, I, I mean, you know, Hope, that's what I did. You know, and, uh, these guys are. Uh, 
Yeah, you know, I told him. You know, that shit was stupid. That's um, nice. That was messed up, man. They cut Sheik from it, even though the match was like three minutes long, Doc. They cut the short matches and kept the long matches. <laughs> yeah, there were a couple couple of long matches in it, but um, besides Flair and Steamboat. But anyway, if you want to hear all about it, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Now, during this show, like, JR throws it to the final, final moments of each of the three falls from the Clash of the Champions. Like I said, Doc and I reviewed it, as you all know now. All these years later, Steamboat did retain the strap in the controversial manner where Flair's foot was under the rope, touching the rope. And because of that, we're going to hear from Flair's lawyer shortly. Doc, any thoughts on, um, I know you don't like recaps, so I'll throw it to you before I throw it to Hawkins. I don't, I don't like recaps, but I'm okay with them showing this because it was shown originally on free TV. And that's different than showing the pay-per-view on free TV. So... I, I I didn't have the same problem with it that I've had in the past. Like when they aired all of the the Chi-Town Rumble matches on the next episode. Yeah, fuck that, dude. Dude, if I pay to, to, to fucking watch that. Never on, again. Yeah, and then it's on TV a fucking few days later. What the fuck, man? What <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, I hear you, Oliver. Aubrey, any any thoughts? You weren't on the Clash review with us. Any thoughts about this match? And I mean, you were there. Like you said, you had a lot hey, of fun. This is you good stuff, away. man. Yeah, this was fun stuff. Two out of three, probably one of the better or best two out of three falls you'll you'll ever see, too. Yeah, very good, it's, very good. It's probably it's probably one of the only ones you'll see now. Well, no, what I mean by that is, I mean we've all seen two out of three fall matches in the past, but this is. To me, one of the best ones I've ever seen. Yeah, for real. Oh. All right. So, Doc, any other thoughts before I keep going? Oh, go ahead, Hopper. I'm sorry. It sucks how just how his this is just gone. Oh yeah, we're we're this is history, man. We, it we does. It is, does suck how it's gone, but I'm not one to torture myself watching weekly. I'm not Halloween. doing it. I'm not to- I'm not watching something that's just going to piss me off. Yep. I'm not going to watch a goddamn uh a fucking kitten get thrown in a fucking blender. What? <laughs> that's like, for everybody I mean, out there. Why do I want to watch that when it's just like, "Oh my god, what the fuck?" I bet unconvinced Ray would watch that and be oh. off to it. No, I mean Steve Jaworski would probably watch it if if you just put wrestling in front of it, he'll probably go on Facebook. <laughs> Watching Cat getting blundered on Cat Blending Cat Blender Wrestling. Dude, Jaworski would as long as it said wrestling, he would watch it. <laughs> and then all, all of a sudden you hear the zipper again and the pants drop and Oh yeah. <laughs> Hit hit the zipper, hit the zipper, Doc, where you got it, or your lunchbox. That, oh, that way we oh. can get the sound effect. Oh, hold on, let me. Javorski mm. <laughs> just whipped it out the crank off. For the AEW heels. See, these are beers. All right, AEW heels. Oh, dear God, I have got no comment on that. <laughs> okay, so just so you know, in the video feed, um, this is a this is Flair's attorney. He's a shoot lawyer. He's Rick's real lawyer in real life, or was. 
His name is Dennis Guthrie, and we're about to go to the audio right now of Guthrie and what he's got to say about the controversial finish at the Clash of the Champions. Here it is. Attorney for Ric Flair, I demand that World Championship Wrestling arrange within 30 days a rematch between my client Ric Flair and the present NWA World Heavyweight Champion Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. I have thoroughly reviewed the videotapes of the match between Mr. Flair and Steamboat wrestled in New Orleans April the 2nd, and it is clear that Mr. Flair was not pinned by Steamboat inasmuch as Mr. Flair had his foot under the ropes when the referee counted Mr. Flair as having been pinned. According to the rules of the National Wrestling Alliance, under whose auspices that match was wrestled, if, and I quote, a portion of a wrestling participant's body is through or under the ropes, the referee shall separate the wrestlers and cause them to return to a neutral position, end quote. The referee, provided by World Championship Wrestling, was clearly out of position and obviously failed to see my client's foot under and on the outside of the ring ropes. Had the referee done his job, my client would have had the opportunity yeah. to return to a neutral position <laughs> and would not have been pinned. If World Championship Wrestling and Ted Turner do not arrange for a title match for Mr. Flair with Ricky Steamboat within 30 days, I am filing a lawsuit against Jim Hurd as Executive Vice President of World Championship Wrestling, against Ted Turner as the owner of World Championship Wrestling, against the National Wrestling Alliance, and against Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. I will ask the court to have the NWA World Championship title vacated. I will also ask the court for substantial money damages to be awarded against both Mr. Ted Turner and the Stop. World Championship Wrestling Organization. <laughs> Finally, Mr. Flair demands that assuming that World Championship Wrestling grants his wishes and schedules a rematch, that representatives of the NWA be at ringside to witness the match. Also, Mr. Flair demands that a second referee be stationed outside of the ring and empowered to overrule the ring referee in the event that the ring referee makes a wrong decision or a wrong call. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as we mentioned, we... All right, JR goes on for a bit longer, but again, you heard it. That's Flair's lawyer. He's saying he's de demanding a rematch um, within the next 30 days. The lawyer quotes the NWA rule book and blames the ref for being out of position and not seeing Flair's foot on the rope. Therefore, Flair's lawyer demands a rematch or he is filing a lawsuit against Jim Hurd, the executive VP, and Ted Turner, the owner of, owner of WCW and even Steamboat. Um, so he's seeking money damages if Flair is not given a rematch so here we go. Um, you know they're starting the wheels in motion to get to the third match. Hopper, uh, I don't. I, I got a feeling you're fine with the segment. You're just like God. No. This guy's country. No, you're not. Bro, oh, okay. Bro, bro, Tell me look, more. Look, look, there's two people you never want to hear have a southern fucking drawl. Is your doctor or your attorney? <laughs> Fuck that. Ah. Uh. He sounded and looked like someone from my cousin Vinny. One of those attorneys. Oh, God. Uh, Doc? 
he spoke four times too long. Also, my thought was on top of Harper's, which he had a great point, is if you were in that cousin Vinny position, and I thought about that, is that the guy you want fighting for your life? Yeah, really. I, I was waiting for him to start stuttering, like the guy fucking, in the movie. Fucking Yosemite Sam and shit. Yeah, fuck that. Wow, fuck. I didn't. Th- I'm shocked y'all are beating it up that bad. I mean, I couldn't. I just. You hey, never look. want an attorney that's got that old fucking hillbilly, fucking Andy Griffin Southern draw. Unless just, he plays golf with the judge. Yeah, exactly. Then it don't matter what he says. Okay. But, hey, Steamboat said at the end of the damn clash, there's a problem here. This thing's tainted. Yeah, Steamboat cut a great promo at the end of the clash. So, if you're a patron, he, those he are not cut a clash promo. review. No, it was good. He cut a promo. Okay. You just can't give Steamboat credit when it comes to anything Anything he's going to do talking. But, all right. Nope. Whatever. Okay, keep going, Doc. What else you got about this lawyer here? Because you well, seem to hate it as much as Hawkins. Fl- Flair's got a legitimate beef. It's just it was presented poorly. Dude, he's a lawyer. I mean, did you expect him to go out there and cut a promo and get himself over? God, imagine being a little kid watching that. You're like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> We're doing what with the pellets? Yeah, you're doing what? That's a tort? What's a tort? Okay, oh, boy, fuck. I didn't, I didn't think y'all would be that that hard on that. Well, All I right. guess after yeah. seven years, you don't know us that well. Yeah. Well, um, so more on that to come in the we- weeks to come. We'll see what happens. They then Jr. then throws it to a few highlights of Luger versus Secret Service Jack Victory. Luger <sighs> wins by putting Victory in the torture rack. That was from the Clash. We didn't see it. We literally saw I don't know a minute, minute That's and a good. half maybe. Of the match. I got no other thoughts because we really didn't see much of anything besides 60 seconds of a clip. Doc, your thoughts? Oh, no. Yeah. For victory, I mean, it looks like a guy like in the fucking militia. He's like, a fat bastard. Like, stay off my land. <laughs> he's got his 12 gauge? Yeah. Stay off or my land. A- he's got his 12 gauge. Or is <laughs> Or his AR, one sling across <laughs> his back and one in his arm. <laughs> oh, shoot. Okay. We then go to center stage finally in this episode. We go to Kendall Wyndham versus Lex Luger. Uh, Doc, I'll throw it to you. Any thoughts? Actually, yes. Let's hear them. Well,. I can just hear every old school wrestler say one thing about watching this right here. What do you think it Listen. is? Oh, you tell me. I don't know. Back in back in my day, we paid attention to little things. I mean, shit. We wouldn't let guys go to the same ring both wearing black tights. Oh, yeah. I had a feeling you were going to say that. I really did. I, I, I don't know why. I mean, that's that old thing, Doc. Everything was airtight, brother. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. <laughs> Shut up. In fact, here's my exact note. Kendall versus Luger. Back in my day, the guys didn't wear the same color of tights. Airtight, brother. Mm. <laughs> I missed the studio. 
But hey, I thought in this match, this was by far the best we've seen Kendall look. Yeah, for real, huh? He looked decent in this match. Oh, that, that looked good. And I thought, here's the thing I thought. My takeaway from this was, this looks like a struggle. A physical struggle rather than choreographed lucha. 100%. It's not even close. And then, my question is, is Kendall Wyndham the Mike Von Erich of the Wyndham clan? No. No? I think he's better than that, huh? I just asked a question. I didn't... I didn't push that narrative, but you've got, you know, Blackjack and Barry and he's the scrawny uh, one. Um nah, I'm yeah, not gonna go there. At least he's tall. Well Mike Von Eric was tall. I mean Mike, Mike wasn't short, yeah. A lot of, he wasn't as short as he seemed. I think Mike gets a bad rap. Well yeah. Well, Chris is the one that yeah. shouldn't have been. Oh, annoying. that's what I'm thinking of. Okay, Mike. That was bad. Mike. That was bad. Yeah, Mike Von Erich. You got to remember when we first saw him, he was very, very young. By the time we had seen Kevin, Kerry, and David, they had already been in the business for a few years, so we didn't see their growing pains as much as we saw Mike's. And then Mike would have gotten better, but you know he had the shoulder thing, so. But Chris is the but one thought, that was the scrawny one that should have never been in the ring. Yeah. But I thought this was a good match. I thought Lure was good here. I thought Kendall was good here. And I enjoyed watching this. Now, was it Flair Steamboat 89? No. But, but it makes sense. But a Saturday night match in the new center stage with not bringing a jobber out? I thought it was good. Yep. Um, you got to remember, these people is the same people who would have seen Sting and Rotunda, too. So, look, you got two really good matches there for center stage as they kick things off. So, uh, I don't hate center stage as much as I think some. I believe from a nostalgia standpoint, leaving the studio kind of hurts us. But I don't think it's as bad as some would make it seem. The biggest problem we're going to see over the next few months, in my personal opinion, and this is what's going to drive all three of us nuts, because we've said it a million times, we love the smack talk, the lack or especially on some episodes of the smack talk is irritating. That's where we're going to run into a problem. I don't like that at all about center stage versus the studio, because we know in the studio from 85 to especially when arm was there, the smack talk was superb at a premium. Now, all that, at a premium yes. With all that said, Luger wins when he catches Kendall Wyndham coming off the top rope, and he gets uh, Wyndham in a power slam, so Luger gets the victory. Uh, I'll keep going. I figure y'all got no more thoughts. The next match, we get Shane Douglas versus Bob Orton. 1989, and Bob Orton is here. I mean, I know we saw him last week. Uh, Orton hits Douglas with a superplex, and Orton pins Douglas cleanly. Uh, Don't get too used to, I guess, Shane Douglas just being Shane Douglas because uh, he will be a part of a tag team in the months to come. Doc, Wait, what, what's our search? what's our time stamp there? Oh, I got a, I got a forward. Um, I am at twenty eight minutes right now. When is this match over? Oh, I don't know. I didn't write down okay. when it ends. Then, um, did you see 
Bob Orton come to the ring in a bodacious T-shirt? I didn't make a note of that. But that's, that's what funny. it said? Yeah, he was wearing a shirt that said bodacious. Tremendous. Tremendous. <laughs> um, Shane Douglas, 24 years old right here. He's a teacher. 24. He's a teacher. He's yeah. a teacher. <laughs> He's As got his teacher certificate in history from the University of Pittsburgh at Carnegie at Mellon. And uh, he's a two-sport athlete. Uh, hey. Gimme is gimme thirty one fifty if it's this match. Yeah, I think it is. This is dirty. Yeah. Real real dirty. Alright, so this is thirty two forty four. No, thirty one. Oh thirty one. Okay. Thirty one fifty. This is dirty. In a great way. Thirty one forty. Here we go, Doc. Douglas is going out of the ring. All Watch right. Gary Hart. Dude, that's evil. He didn't do anything. I know. That's even better. He lifted his foot up over Shane Douglas, just like I could if I wanted to, gotcha. but I didn't. What else you got from this one, Doc? I thought you would have liked that a lot more than you did. Uh, yeah. Hey, man, the crowd's into this stuff. Dude, center stage. The people love it. It's louder. We don't, need, we don't need that broken down old relic over at Techwood. This is the future. With this and Jim Hurd and George Scott booking, we're going to be printing money. This, I mean, this was free, right? Just like center yeah, stage? This this wasn't... Yeah, Harper, this wasn't the worst idea. Like, I think we need to get past it. It's not the fact that they left the studio. Because hey. you're going to see it in the next for the months to come. The the crowd and the fans, they're into it at center stage. Okay. And well, and the other thing though, and, and I get why they're doing it, and it's smart, but they're not showing squash matches on TV right now either. No, they will. I mean, that's that's. I get yeah. it, but they're. Where's the first? We haven't seen a jobber in in the in there yet. Because last week we saw Sting Rotunda. Now this is the second match tonight. I always like that one handed. I always like that one-handed holding him up by the back of the britches. What do you mean we ain't watching Jobber yet? We're watching Douglas right now. Oh, no. That's fucked up. (laughs) That's a former intercontinental champion. (laughs) That guy's a fucking teacher, bro. Yeah, he's a teacher, man. He could tell you your history lessons. (laughs) He could tell you that slavery was, I mean, that the Civil War was about states' rights. Uh, I like messing with Shane. Oh, boy. Let's uh, get you and him in the let ring. Me you, let money. me tell you what happened with Douglas last year at X-Rated. He had his, his pelotas were so grande that he didn't even come up to me. That's how he scared know, he was. He doesn't know how the fuck you are. <laughs> really? He's probably thinking you're a fucking black guy. <laughs> yeah, he was probably making sure you weren't going to steal his wallet. Yeah. He's like, where's that Jamal motherfucker at? That kept talking shit to me on this podcast. Doesn't he know I'm a fucking teacher from Pittsburgh? God, yeah. What's he going to do? Pull out his abacus and his freaking dry erase marker? Good God. Okay. You really Talk don't know any... how school works, do you? Doc, any other thoughts on Douglas here? Again, I mean, this is a good match for, for TV. 
it went on a little long, but other than that, it was all right. Yeah. Yeah, this one was long. This 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 one this one a little too long. Uh, but you know, Bob Orton ends up winning. Like I said, suplex, superplex, and uh, gets to win. Like I said, don't get used to Douglas and singles. That's that. Well, all uh, right. When's Al Perez come back? Does he? I don't even remember. Doesn't he come back? Mm-hmm. No. Javorski will tell us because he's going to love cranking off to him. Mm-hmm. If he does come back. Jesus Lord, Sting. Jesus Man called Lord. Sting. All dun, right. Dun, dun. Where, um, where's I'm going to go. I'm going to go now to the danger zone with Sting. Um, let's go to it now. Here it is. You know, let's hear Sting do some screaming. Here, here we go. All right, all right, hold on. Very funny. What a great comedian you are. Arr, 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 arr. I think it's pretty funny. Ha! <laughs> hey, come here. This is my show. First of all, I want to be the first one right here on national TV to congratulate you. You are now the National Wrestling Alliance Heavyweight Television Champion. Very good. But now that you are the NWA TV Champion, you can't be lying around the beach no more. You can't be playing volleyball. You can't be going riding the waves. Now, my man, you got responsibility. You got committees to answer to. You got officials to talk to. You can no longer be the happy-go-lucky beach bum. Let me tell you something, dude. I am from California. Maybe I do like to surf a little bit, okay? Maybe even I like to talk like I'm from California every now and then. But hey, dude, let me tell you something else. Now that I look at you up close and personal like this, dude, you are like so ugly. (laughs) You are so ugly, the tide wouldn't even take you out. You know, I dealt with a comedian named Jim Cornette before, and just like he was from Louisville, I'm from New York. And you don't mess around with New Yorkers. You're from California. You never dealt with a real New Yorker like me. You might just end up with a Randy Rose or a Jim Cornette AT&T hangover, man. Who died and left you boss? You're making fun of New York? You make fun of me, my man, and I'll put you down just like I put down Jim Cornette. I'll put you down just like I beat up Randy Rose. You don't want to mess with New York, with Wall Street, with Paul E. Dangerously. I'm sorry, I I didn't mean to offend you. Are you you really upset? Yeah, I'm mad. Are you serious about it? Yeah, I'm serious. Dead serious? Yeah. <laughs> Doc, 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 what, what you got? What, what are you? Stay screaming. Are you done? Stay screaming. Oh my God. Is there anybody, Harper? That you liked as a kid that disappoints you more as an adult than Sting. No. Ugh. 
That was terrible. The Spicoli routine. I'm a surfer. Just here. Here's what I wrote down. I wish we could right there morph into 1995 Paul burying 1995 Sting. Just cause. Wouldn't that be great with his greasy ponytail and balding hair and his hat? Just cutting a Philadelphia promo on Sting. I'm trying to process what I watched. Nothing. You didn't watch anything worth anything. Because Sting, he's, he's awful. I will tell you this. I've said this before. Steve Borden seems like a good guy. And I will say this. He does get better after years of doing this. But this is garbage. And let's be clear. If he was watching this, he'd say it was garbage too. He, you got to remind yourself. And I ain't saying that was good. Don't get me wrong. But you got to remind yourself. Oh, you were over there cackling like it was fucking fun time hour. Well, he... The thing about that whole thing is he's for the kids. It's all for the kids. I thought Wu-Tang was for the kids. No, Wu-Tang ain't for no kids. Oh. He's all for the kids right there. And that's all that that that's what you saw. It was just a kitty yeah. promo. With his stupid I little mean, jokes. Yeah. It's just the screams, the stupid corny jokes. I mean, he tells Paulie. You're so ugly, dude, that the tide won't even take you out. Like, that's just a kitty joke. It, it's it's just, it's terrible comedy, but it's for the kids. And I was laughing because of how bad it was. But I here's, believe Everett Starr will love here. it out there because he loves when I play the screaming promos because he laughs too. But Everett, there's a bunch of people on a Facebook group that laugh with it. It's ridiculous and funny and bad all he, in one, yes. All those people like it because mm, it reminds mm, them of their childhood. Yes. But here's where it's short-sighted to the nth degree. The one thing that you can give Bischoff a lot of props for in coming into WCW was trying to figure out how to build their merchandising arm. So we're going to do a bunch of shit for the kids, but we're not going to have any toys ready to sell them? They had toys. Did they? Yeah, I mean, they didn't last too long. Right, right, because they didn't have any infrastructure. The fucking Galoob ones. Well, it's Pretty funny you Randy say... down the street had every fucking one of them. Really? Yeah. You should have whooped his ass and taken him. You're the hard buddy. <laughs> I, know this right. was prior, I know this was prior to Crockett Promotion. I mean, prior to Turner taking over, but... It was Crocker Promotions. They did the, you know, they did the Horseman Vitamins, and I remember Arn Anderson saying one time he was like, he's like, the only thing Horseman Vitamins would do for you would give you diarrhea, and and he never got a dime off of Horseman Vitamins. So like, like they tried certain things, but it, it was miserable. Again, that's before the Turner buyout with the Horseman Vitamins. But anyway, I just thought I'd bring. So it my up. point is, you're gonna do something for the kids, but you're not really working them. Because to really work with some kids, you need to get them toys out there so that they, they, you know, mama. You got to get the parents. Mama. Get the parents mama. Mama. There was supposed to be a second series, but it didn't come out for those first toys. Gee, so I this is why. the 
<laughs> this is the laziest piece of shit ever, which is just let's give something to the kids with no reason why we would be doing that. And no real way to follow up with it to make any real money. No wonder yeah. this bullshit went out of business. Okay, here we go. You being negative again. Uh, I don't know. I told you, if we were back in the studio, we wouldn't have to deal with this shit. Okay. <laughs> We've been dealing with Sting screaming in the studio for two years now. Whatever. Uh, you know when they let's... originally made those figures? They when? were supposed to paint them. Uh, the Steiner brothers wearing the fucking ruse. Uh-huh. Fucking shoes. But but uh, they didn't do it. Are you saying when they made them, the, the shoes on them were supposed to say ruse? Yeah. But they never they the, did them. They had the ruse deal. Right. Gotcha. Um... All right, well... Well, hell, if we can't get to the fucking Clash and spell Ric Flair's name right, how can we do anything right? <laughs> Let's keep going. Uh, we get a replay of Sullivan and, and Spivey versus Rick Steiner and Eddie Gilbert from the Clash. We're not going to talk about it because we talked about it at the uh, when we did the Clash review. And then we go to a match where we got Rick Steiner versus Paul Brown. Missy's out there with Rick Steiner and Oh My God all the way live um, in the turquoise, I guess, outfit. Um, she's looking good, though. Harper's, Harper's over there drooling. Let me get through this thing. Um, basically, Steiner ain't playing games with this poor sap, and um, he whoops him pretty good. Look, he just dropped him with that backdrop. Doc, what you got from this match as Steiner beat this poor sap up? The only thing I had was that Missy was all the way live. Yeah, this is where you fucking play with the zipper. Not me. I don't have to. Uh, I'll have get the Missy zipper, come over and do it for me. Oh, fuck. You heard me. Grow up. What? Grow I mean, you know, Missy hey, could be listening hey. to this, and that's the type of that, stuff you say. That's great, but you let me tell Missy something. There was a time when I would have cut off my left arm to be with her, but now I think things have changed. Okay. <laughs> that's real nice. She's a good one. <laughs> She'll woman. cut off... She'll cut off her left arm to be with you, is what you're saying? I don't deal with amputees. God. That's nice. <laughs> oh, all right. You can't bang a chick with with, with a one leg, like with Tony Soprano, bang the, the fucking Russian broad? Now you've had one. You've had quite a time on my watch. Yeah. Now you've even had one with, uh, what was it, with one leg? Yeah, so she's missing a pin. Is that what he said? <laughs> Something like that. And yeah, she's sexy and all, but that is not, that's not it. She has something to say. I have things <sighs> to say. Tony Soprano, <laughs> the way he justified doing the stuff he did was amazing. Great comedy, great stuff. There's Missy right there. Well, there you All are with, the way with, with that million dollar smile. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, million dollar, million mm. dollars. But what what's her current job title? Missy. I don't know. Doc? I'm just saying I'm Doc. You know oh, what's up, girl? Gotcha. Hey, girl. All right, Steiner wins. Mormon if you want to join the stable. The Steiner first wins the match. The real first family. The real first family. Wow. Steiner wins the match. JR throws us into highlights of the Road Warriors and Varsity Club from The Clash. 
When we go to the match, things are breaking down. Animal pushes down Teddy Long. Then the Warriors hit their finisher on Rotunda, but Teddy Long just stares and doesn't make the count. Out of nowhere, Dr. Death runs in, and he rolls up Hawk, and they pin the Row Warriors to become the new NWA World Tag Team Champions. Jim Ross said on his podcast a while back, many years ago, that he hated this finish, and it did nothing for any of the guys involved. And this is the first moments where we see Teddy Long... Um, going leaving the referee profession. I'll leave it at that because I don't want to spoil anything. Doc, uh, what are your thoughts here? Let's uh, talk. Why about didn't this we see this anything. at the Clash? Harper, do you remember this in person? Ah, uh, I mean, be honest, no. Hmm. I find it hard to believe that you can't find a way to get the Road Warriors on your live TV special. Especially when they had JYD and Butch Reed out there for for fifteen minutes, twenty minutes. Jesus uh, Christ! It wasn't yeah. that long, but it was. You could have put this in its place for sure. And then we didn't even see this whole match. We only saw a clip of it. Hawk's gonna kill somebody, dude. He's he's angry. Uh, this finish. It, the, the, I agree with Jr. Like when you watch this back, you're like, well, what the hell was Teddy Long doing? Like why is he angry? It, yeah. it really didn't make it really didn't make a lot of sense. It's out of and, nowhere, with no provocation, no build up, and nobody understands. Oh, so just because animal pushed him? Yeah, mm. like that's never happened before to a referee in a match. It's exactly. really weird. It's very weird. And hey, it where's our timestamp on this? I don't know, but Rotunda's about to get the um, the finisher here. Here it comes. Woof. Uh, we are at. 52-18, why? So we're 52 minutes in, and the only promo we've heard is from Flair's lawyer. No, we hear from Sting. That doesn't help. Okay, well, uh, we do hear from someone right here who's going to make things a little bit better. Um, do you want to go to Hawk? Probably ought to. Yeah, I think we should. This is from The Clash now. Keep this in mind. Notice how dark it is if you didn't want listen to our Clash review because they had the lights turned down so that they can hide the fact that I there was Harper. nobody in the Superdome. You see me? Yeah, I think so. I see I see Harper. Look at him. See, he's look. A, he's oh. the black guy with the hat on behind um, Jim Ross. I'm waving at you. He's way yeah. back in the back doing a popcorn trick to some unsuspecting young girl. That's, That's nice. nice. Let's go to the promo. <laughs> Tell you something, that has got to be the fastest count I've ever seen. I don't understand that. Hey, what are they doing? Pay referees up? Because they know they could It froze, but there was only like a few seconds left. But uh, there's Hawk no reason Animal... to do this. There's no reason to do this, and you shouldn't be interviewing the guys right after they lost. Say that again, Doc. I, there's no reason to be doing this right after they lost the title, and I'm sure it sounded like ass in the building. 
Well, it sounded it's like, like ass, ass, ass here. Yeah, because yeah. because it's on the house mic. Now, there's getting ready to be somebody get their ass whipped. Well, yeah, Hawk and Animal are coming into the ring at center stage to face Keith Steinborn and Greg Brown. Keith Steinborn's taking this ass whooping before a million times. And, um, boy, this is a drilling, if i ever seen one. Doc, what you got from this? Look at him. <laughs> He's sandbagging Animal. He's sandbagging him. Look at him, Harper. <laughs> He's not posting. He's not posting at all. His arms are just at his side. Um, but Animal muscled him up and got him. But they 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 beat the hell out of these two, and, and this match is over pretty quickly. Doc, that's how you grudge fucking ex girlfriend, right? I have no clue what that means. You're stiff with them and just pound them. That's nice, Doc. Grow up. Stand a drop kick from Hawk. That's a nice move. And then he beats this poor saps ass that gets in the ring. Well, he saw a black guy get in the ring and. Oh, come on. Grow up. Hopper, any thoughts on the real warriors here? Just destroy two shitheads. That's (laughs) it. (laughs) Well, after the real warriors, we go to the Varsity Club, Rotunda and Dr. Death, who defeat Greg Brown and Don Sanders. Doc, thoughts on these, um, these two? Yes, Greg Brown was in the previous match as well. Yeah, um, other than that, I didn't have anything. Yeah, nothing to really discuss, to to, to be quite frank. Um, anyway, all right. Hopper, do you have anything from it? No. All right. And then after that, we go to Sting, who defeats Rip Morgan. Uh, this is a match from The Clash that didn't air on The Clash. That would have been Sting's first defense of his NWA TV title. Uh, the match is actually voiced over by JR from the studio. You can tell Sting wins with the Scorpion Deathlock. Uh, it really wasn't a long match at all. Doc, your thoughts? And I'm guessing you're glad they left that off of the tele- television. Well, my thought was the wrong guy won. <laughs> okay. I like Rick uh, Morgan. He's a big bastard. We can do something with that. And because it's Sting, you wanted Sting to lose. We got it. Okay. Humble him. Humble the rooty tooty. Humble the fresh and fruity. Humble, humble him. Hopper, you got any thoughts on this match? I mean, I'm sitting here listening to y'all. I want to hear some gold here from you. You know, what'd you think, Hopper? Talk about Bruno. Talk about Bruno, Hopper. So he's not Iranian here. Who's not Iranian? Rip Morgan. Now, he's in New Zealand, and, you know, they, they pretty much eradicated the Rona. It came back. Oh, I yeah, know. I saw it, that. It's making yeah. a comeback. That's that just shit, like fucking that Jason from the, from the Friday makes, 13th movies. That shit will make a comeback on you, man. Yeah, for real. That, <laughs> that, come, up. that shit will come back like the Patriots came back on the Falcons in the Super Bowl, man. Yeah. Nobody can get rid of that shit. That shit's stickier than come on the bottom of the poop peep show floor i I think it's gonna be here forever bro for, for real it might i think hopper's on to something just gonna i think it's just gonna be part of our daily lives and just gotta fucking you know you just gotta it, deal with it yeah but i just need a, a shot to increase my chances to fight it off so that i'm not hey look I, i'm yeah. on the side that likes to give out smallpox blankets i don't like to receive them you know what i mean <laughs> So I need I need a poke in the arm 
so that I got a fighting chance, and then I'll get out there, but back out there where uh, I can interact with all my sweet dogaholics in the I'm public still, scene. I'm still waiting for this heat to kill it off. Bro, it's 111 here today. Yeah, no. It would have already been done. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that ship sailed, Doc, when you were saying that during the spring. Uh, guess what? It ain't happening, pal. It is 168 <laughs> degrees here today for my Dude, game. it was blazing out there today. Talk about Ooh. nuclear heat. We had it here today. Hotter than six suns, baby. It was hotter than six suns. I walked outside, and I just stepped out of the front door, and when I did... My balls just stuck to my drawers instantly. Got that swamp ass. I mean, are you it didn't take long. Mike, are you Dusty or Mike Tyson? I'm a combination of both, Doc. I had to go to the doctor today, and my ass just stuck to the seat. All right. Uh, it's It was hot, too. God. Oh, my God. All right. So, Sting and Rip Morgan, meh, whatever. Um, and then, well, if you thought Ric Flair's promo was bad, let me get to it. I'm having trouble. Um, if you thought Ric Flair's promo, Ric Flair's attorney's speech or promo was bad, well, that's because you hadn't heard Jim Hurd yet in this episode. Uh, let's oh, go to Jim. God. Let's go to Jim Hurd now, who's got an update for us. Uh. Oh. Welcome back to this special edition of World Championship Wrestling. Jim Ross back with you. And as we mentioned, I've been talking with Jim Hurd during the commercial breaks here. And Mr. Hurd, I want to thank you for taking your time here on this, this weekend to update us on this situation. We heard earlier in the hour from Dennis Guthrie, the attorney for Nature Boy Ric Flair. I understand that the board has reached a decision on this championship situation, and we're happy that you're here to tell all the fans about it. Well, thank you, Jim, and thanks for having me. But before I uh, talk about the decision, I, you know, I would like our fans to know that that we really don't care what uh, Dennis Guthrie, uh, Ric Flair's attorney, has to say, nor for that matter what Ric Flair has to say about the thing. Uh, we're interested in in having a uh, an ending That's that shoot, our fans brother. are happy with. Uh, you know, Ric Flair has uh, uh, spent a career bending the rules. So we have made a decision. Uh, we've decided to rematch the two gentlemen. They've been notified uh, in Nashville on May 7th. And um, we're going to have uh, three special uh, judges for the thing. And uh, we're going to be sure that uh, there's a conclusive ending to this one uh, with no time limit or one-hour time limit uh, on the show. Uh, Mr. Guthrie said he wanted a, a special referee, and it seemed like the officiating was getting very, very uh, confusing as far as I'm concerned. I know that there's been a lot of controversy regarding the officiating. The officiating last uh, Sunday with uh, Teddy Long. We won't go into that right now. I know you met about that situation as well. But uh, So there will be three judges. Uh, I understand from what we were talking before we, went on the, we came on the air just a moment ago that we're looking at three former world champions to be judges. So it looks like we're going to have, without a doubt, there must be a winner in this match on May 7th between Flair and Steamboat. Well, there there will be a winner. The this uh, this, you know, you never say last chance for anything, but uh, there will be a winner at this match. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there you hear it. Uh, it was not due to the response of the lawyers, and Ric Flair's got plenty of them. It sounds like that the NWA, being the Wrestling Fans Association, listened to what the fans had to say, and uh, and that's where we are right now. Mr. Hurt, thank you for taking your time to be with us here this weekend. Thank you. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, so it'll happen on May the 7th. Nature Boy, Ric Flair, and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. I also understand that, uh, that we're having some interviews flown in that uh, the gentlemen, they were notified last night, but it was kept under wraps till Mr. Herc could get out here today to make this official announcement. We will hear from Nature Boy, Ric Flair, and also from Ricky the Dragon Steamboat about their thoughts surrounding May the 7th and the showdown in Nashville. But right now, let's go back to the ring and to the center stage. I know it's easy to say this now because we know the history of him heard. But he dick. he comes across as a moron in an irritating corporate suit clown as there it's ever could be. I mean, it's easy to say it now because we know how it turned out, but oh how my many god. Times, how many times in your corporate career? Have you sat there and had somebody like that show up for their first day and they're your boss or your boss's boss or their boss? And you're like, oh, shit. Ixnay on the Ixnay, brother. Kayfabe. We're going to have to fucking put our head down and just get through this. Head down. Keep moving forward. Really, brother? I can't see when I'm doing that. I mean, is that what you really want here? Th this guy's a cocksucker. How about yeah. that? Hubbard, what do you think about Jim Hurd? Why is he on TV? <laughs> because he's the executive. Yeah, but so? Why is but he on TV? But so? Can you hit 107.50? Oh, are you done with Hurd already? I, yeah, I fuck Hurd. Oh, okay. All right, we are... Um... We are we are at one oh seven thirty nine. So are you talking about Randy Rose? Yeah. Yeah. We by the way, we just went to Jack Victory. Secret Service Jack Victory versus Randy Rose. Go ahead, Doc. Um, I just had a what happened. So they cut to the match before like as it had already started. I guess, and it's like that's the one match that they probably should have set up and showed the beginning of. We got a well, grudge here, let's show it all. Moving along from Jim Hurd, because we'll have plenty of times to bury him on, as we do this show, because good God. Uh, they go to, they call him Ravishing Randy Rose versus Secret Service Jack Victory. Uh, the thing about this match is there's a lot of heat between these two because of what happened to Rose on the Danger Zone a while back and how he got clocked in the head and you know pretty much busted open. So uh, I didn't really have high hopes for this match as they went to it, but then I was like, oh, man, they got some heat in the crowd. Uh, these two guys have a personal issue, and the crowd is really into this thing. Uh, the finish happens quickly. Rose was going for the pin when Paulie hit Rose over the head with the phone and with the ref not looking, and then that was it. Victory ends up pinning Rose. But there was some heat in this match. Like, the fans were really into this thing. So, once again, an, an opportunity where we see the center stage fans hype and, and loving this. So, uh, Doc, your thoughts? This isn't the kind of thing that's going to sell out to Clash. It's not going to sell pay-per-view buys. But if you can put these sort of B or C level feuds on this program, it's good for that center stage crowd. I was fine with it. Hopper, what'd you think? Yeah, I got no problem. Yeah, it's fine. They went out there, they worked yeah. hard, it was old school, there was some heat, there was um you know, we always talk about it, personal issues. It was personal issue, and that's what mattered. So there you go. Yep. That's what I that's what I enjoyed about it more than anything. All right. Ah, wasn't that it? He walked right in the what, what, what is that it? Again, victory wins uh with help from Paul Lee. Um uh, so then 
the very next thing they go to, and I was trying to get to it, but um, having a little trouble here. Uh, the very next thing they go to is they go to a highlight of Bob Orton versus Dick Murdoch from The Clash. I mean, highlight, they showed like 10 seconds of it. Doc, your thoughts? How many beers could Dick Murdoch and Bob Orton Jr. crush in 1989 if they sat down and started drinking? Harper? Uh... Two cases. That's forty-eight beers. Yeah, for the uh, for the uneducated. That's a lot of beer. But I don't. I'm not going to argue with you on that. Murdoch. It, Murdoch. I don't think I'd put Murdoch up against anybody, but probably Andre and Wade Boggs. He's in a fight. Oh, that's what I was clarifying. I don't know, Doc. There's a lot of wrestlers that can do a lot of drinking. Tommy Rich? Oh, that freaking moron could put down some beer, yeah. Put down I mean, some beer. What, if is there's he going to have a marijuana cigarette after that? If there's one thing that idiot can do well, it's drink a lot of beer. Why are you so square? All the time. He's a buffoon. I can't wait till he returns in 89. God, once he comes into the damn promotion, we're going to have to listen to you again. Oh, God. I'm sure when he came in, he offered to to let Jim Hurd's member hit the back of his tonsil so he could no. get another run with the strap. Harper and I don't want to be associated with this. <laughs> Look, if you need to settle your personal issue with him. Crazy time. Let's get it in the ring. Okay. Otherwise, maybe you should let it go. Yeah. I mean, you're almost 50, Mike. Oh. I have let it go. (laughs) What are you talking about? It doesn't sound like it. (laughs) Harper, does this sound Uh, like he's let this go? Fuck no. No, it sounds like he's getting madder as the years go by, like a bitter old man. Eh, just having fun. Oh, just having fun. Okay. Yeah, just having fun. It's all, it's all, it's all fun. It's all fun and games until he stretches your ass. Never will happen, especially now, more than ever. He had a chance back in 99, 2000. Right now? Nah. Nah, bruh. Ain't happening. Uh, the great what, skill, Muda, what skills have you gained since then? First off, I was a kid back then. Okay. And he was older than me and was probably a little bit more agile. At this stage, I think I could sneeze on him and hurt him. God, I mean, that's real nice. Well, these days, that's anybody. Yeah. Well, I don't have the Rona when I say that, so all I got to do Colby, is like... Colby Karina could be like Abdul the Butcher right now under the right circumstances. Well, oh. there you go. Hey, you better watch uh, out. Tommy's got new teeth. He's ready to roll. Yeah, so scared. All right, the great Muda defeats Gary Roll and Bucky Siegler in a handicap match. Muda hits the, hits Roll with the moonsault and wins. This is actually the first moonsault hit on Saturday night. He did hit it in the clash. Doc and I talk about that, but Muda wins. Doc, any thoughts on the match? Didn't they call it a moonsault here for the first time? Yes, sir. Because we talked about how they didn't call it that at the clash. Uh, they joined this in progress. I still hate that. Why can't we get it right? I don't know, but something hit me that I didn't have in my notes a second ago. 
not only are they trying to replicate WWF here with this with this um from the studio or control center, but it's a green screen, which makes it even worse. <laughs> oh, is it? Yes, I noticed you it could more. Tell during, you could tell during the herd interview because they yes. kept like, jostling it around. If they would have just kept it square shot, you wouldn't be able to tell. But when they started zooming in on Jr. and Herd and zooming out, you could see it. Uh, so anyway, all right. So then TV company, TV company, which is fine. It just kind of makes it look low budget with the green screen. Whatever. Um, not that a green screen is low budget. It's just like, man, you can't even get be in a real control center and film the guy. You you you're doing yeah, it for really, a green huh? screen. Um, Steamboat cuts a promo. I, I, it's okay. He acknowledges that he won by. Well, a fluke, you just which... won't give Steamboat any credit for anything he does outside the ring, <laughs> will you? Just, you just took what I told you earlier. That's great. That's nice, Doc. You're learning. There you I go. Could, I <laughs> could turn words back around on you. Oh my God! You, you, you're like a politician, man. Uh, Steamboat acknowledges again that Flair does deserve one last match. I'm not playing it because um, we've heard it before. Yeah. Uh, on, at the clash, uh, Hopper, you got any thoughts on this? Here's the no, problem: bro. Ricky the Dragon thought he was giving him one last match, and what he didn't know was it was it was going to be his <laughs> la- one last match. No, it's not his last. But I understand why you're making that statement. Um, any other thoughts, Doc, on Steamboat? Mm-mm. None. Hopper, what about you? No. All right. Well. The way this episode ends up closing out, for the most part, um, is with Ric Flair. So let's go now to Ric Flair. He's going to cut a promo. Uh, This was following Steamboat. Did I lose y'all? No, you did not, Uh, sir. We're right here, man. We're in here with you. Okay, here it is. You know, there's a lot of people, as I've said so many times in my great career that have never liked or understood the nature boy's role in the greatest sport in the world. The bottom line is I was born to be the champ. (laughs) That's right. And on five different occasions, I have been the champ. The greatest career ever. I'm any wrestler in the history of this sport belongs to me. And here I am at the top of my game with one thing gone, the world title. Now, Steamboat, we've already established the fact you didn't beat me in New Orleans. I had to bring my lawyers in. I had to tell almighty Jim Hurd and that Golden Tower that I had to have one more chance, as he puts it. So TBS says, well, tell you what, Ric Flair, you got a shot in Nashville, but it is, Nature Boy, your last chance. Can you imagine telling me that my last opportunity to become the world champion is in Nashville, May 7th, Well, let me explain something to you. When you take everything in the world away from me, and let's face it, when you're slick, Rick, and you got cars, money, 
women, anything in the world you want, because you're the champ, then you gotta have back the fuel that feeds the fire, baby. That means I gotta be the champion for the sixth time. Think about it. May 7th, Nashville, Tennessee. Ric Flair, woo, is coming back. I'm gonna walk that aisle and I'm gonna prove to the world one more time to be the man, you gotta beat the man. And God knows I'm the man. Woo! <laughs> okay. So, Harper, what did he do to get his tongue so pink? Whoa. Oh, God. Come on. That's real. Come on. Come on, Mike. Get, get some control. You get some control of this. What is, is his tongue unnaturally pink? I, I I'm I'm not getting into this. I, I don't I don't know what y'all. I, I I really don't. I don't know. I don't know what your angle is or what you're going for here. I just wanted to know how he got there. Eating that pussy. <laughs> See, Mike, I knew if we left it out there long enough, that's the answer we'd get. <laughs> Harper would Harper would take care of things. You know, I, I heard I heard not too long ago on Jericho. I heard. Uh, Arn and Tully on there, and they were talking about how they got to a point where they didn't have to do anything. They could just look at each other and know it was time to do something in the ring. That's what five years of doing a podcast together does for us, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, I'm with that. Okay. I mean, Arn and Tully were the best in the business, and well, here we are. Yeah. Hey, he cut. Did he cut that at Starcade afterwards? Starcade with the tinsel. Why? What do you mean Starcade? Not Starcade. Clash. Is that the same tinsel they had at the Clash? I thought so. Shit yeah. looks like a shit. Shit looks like a fucking nineteen ninety six fucking <laughs> strip club in the bad part of town. Yeah, just this shit looks fucking horrible. Yeah, and I was it, like, it, it probably was. And the people who thought that looked good probably thought that the Mid-Atlantic background looked shitty. Yeah, they're probably you like, oh, look, Mid- you know. You see that Mid-Atlantic background, you're like, holy shit, that's wrestling right there. They're like, look, it's real shiny, so like the lights are going to reflect off of it. I-, I didn't have a problem with the that. I mean, it's 1989. I'm not looking for anything super-duper fancy, to be honest. The tinsel is nothing. I mean, whatever. I mean, it's better than. But you didn't expect you didn't expect to see, um, well, Fonda come out at Shishi's, but out of that tinsel. I'm trying to remember if Shishi's had. I don't think they had tinsel. No, they probably just walked out the fucking bathroom. Dude, guys, I went to a strip club in Atlanta one time, where the strippers. Literally danced with a cardboard box behind them with their clothes in it. <laughs> and they took that shit off the stage with them when they left. I guess so, in case they got fucking... If the police hit them up, they could just grab their shit and run. I guess, man. It, it was messed up, but 
whatever. <laughs> oh, I mean, geez. it was a cardboard box. That's that sounds pretty raggedy. And they when they when one got off the stage because there was one stage, they had it. They took their clothes out and handed the empty box to the girl that was coming up on stage so that she could put it on the ground behind her. Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> was it like an empty beer box, like a fucking Budweiser box? No, it was That'd a full on. That would have been great. Um, it, this is a semi like famous. There's gonna be somebody listening to the show that's that's been there, or that knows about this club. It was semi famous. I mean, it's it was famous. It was called the Claremont Lounge, and it was in the basement of this old hotel in Atlanta. I mean, it was a it was a it was a neat little scene. It was a dive bar. There was you know dance club whatever but over on the strip club side bro it was real and it was raw Hopper knows about real and raw he loves it giving it raw yeah but somebody's gonna email you or text you and go I know I know about the Claremont lounge in Atlanta I think we've talked about that before there was an old black lady that worked there Goldie and she would crush (laughs) beer cans with her like big saggy titties that's that sounds like fucking right down Mike's alley. Yeah, she'd walk. I mean, I'm talking like old, like in her fifties or sixties. That's right down his alley. Okay, <laughs> okay. And They're, um, and 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 she would ask for a dollar or two, and she would like take your 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 empty like because back then, and this shit was like the early two thousands, and you don't you know Harper, all those fucking hipsters back then that had money. Thought that they were really kicking ass and being punk rock because they were drinking Pap's Blue Ribbon out of a can. Yeah. So they would hand that shit to him, to her, and she would crush it with her saggy prestices. <laughs> I think we talked about that club on one of the Smoky Mountain shows. It's been years though, so I don't remember. Yeah. That it was. It was. It was. It was fun. Okay. I can't say I saw I can't say I saw anything worth you know worth a damn on that stage because I come from Dallas, Texas, where there's thoroughbreds out there working every night. You wouldn't know a thoroughbred if it slapped you in the face with its boob. Well, but I'll anyway. tell you one time. One time, me and me and Mrs. Doc went to a strip club in New Orleans at five o'clock in the morning. Oh God! If it was downtown or in Bourbon, please spare me the details because. Dane, nothing. <laughs> no, down, yeah. no, no, this is worth it. It was, it was the, uh, I think it was the Hustler. Or, I don't know. We were yeah. just like, fuck it. Let's go in here. And man, I was so drunk. I was, I could barely stand it up. But this girl was up at the top of the pole, like arcing her back around. And she bit it and did a, it took a bump on the stage. That's, that's awesome. She, did, <laughs> she took a flat back bump on the stage. That's great. The locals never go to those, just so you know. No. I'm not a local, so why would I why would I know that? Hubber, where 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 do uh white guys in Metairie go? What strip clubs did y'all go to in the in the nineties and two thousands? I mean we saw as good at Visions. Vi- Visions. Wow. Visions. Tell Visions. them where Visions is at. It's on oh, Diamond wow. Road in New Orleans East. Which 
I am amazed at white guys from Metairie would go to Visions. Bro, we used to always go with Visions, bro. Bro. <laughs> Y'all got man. some balls, let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, right, bro. <laughs> Here's the thing, man. You go. We used to go to the... I don't even know what it's called anymore, but it's the one that Pantera ran. We had an all-nude strip club that Pantera ran. Ugh. No, Goddamn no, pal no. pronouns. Who is we? That people, hmm. the crew. No, who is we? Where was it at when you say this? Dallas. Okay, that's what I'm saying. And you got to remember, I'm talking about when Pantera was like the biggest metal band ever, and they bought a strip club, and there was all kinds of hot bitches in there. But there's a lot of heroin. I I, I don't know. The heroin, <laughs> well, actually, the heroin came from the singer in Pantera, and he he was from New Orleans. Yeah. He lives down there now. With the Grace King. He did? Yeah. Phil Anselmo? <laughs> did, he, did he really, Hopper? Yeah, he's like, he grew up like, maybe, I don't know, five minutes from me. Are, you a, cowboy, are you a cowboy from hell? No. Pantera. Wow. Did you like yeah. Pantera? Did my uh Harper? Oh fuck yeah, I did, dude. Vogel yeah. display of power. Yeah. All that shit. Hold your mouth for the war. Hold your mouth for war. I forgot the rest. You see for what is it's for? for uh, see t- something the truth. Something. Oh boy, they putting me to sleep now, guys. Oh well, there's a story that when the uh, cause you know Pantera wrote the song for the Dallas Stars when they won the Stanley Cup. So when they flew back in from Buffalo that night from winning it, they flew to Pan they went over to Pantera's house. And apparently they took the Stanley Cup with them and they dented the Stanley Cup at the bottom of Pantera's pool at like eight o'clock in the morning. Hmm. Getting fucked up and shit. What is it with these white bands that don't know how to act? Yeah. Uh, I got two words for you, pal. R. Kelly. Whoa, 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 whoa. Woo, woo, You can't judge an entire group of people by their worst specimen. You just did it for the Pantera. That's different. Oh, that's different. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's nice. <laughs> you need to stop this social justice warrior bullshit you're on. Yeah. All right, let's uh let's get back to this thing. So Flair was good there. Jr. closes the show. He mentions the situation with Teddy Long and it being looked into further. And maybe we'll hear more next week about that. Don't hold your breath. I think it takes a little while for all that to play out. There's that. And that's basically how they go off air from the first show that is, I guess, in center stage with Jr. Although Jr. doesn't appear to be there because he's calling and you know doing everything from from where we're at now. Bruh, I think, bruh, bruh, bruh. When's baseball season start? Uh, not next week, but maybe the week after. We we should be the shorter episodes. We're about to get to a run of real short episodes. Oh yeah, for weeks oh, to come. Right. I got a confession. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. 
I watched the wrong week. I watched the one after this. <laughs> and it was the greatest thing ever because it was only like 45 minutes. <laughs> Doc, please. Please, let's hear it. Uh, I mean, I, it's the same line of thinking that led me to instant message you at work today and say, if we heard from the superstar today, is he going to be on T? Is he going to be on on time? And well, the answer I well, got was... Well, that's why. It was because it was and, 45 minutes. And the answer I got was, nope. So hold on. Hold on. He was on time because the episode was only 45 minutes, Doc. Did you get yeah. that? That's well, point one. You should, be, you should be early next week, I guess. Yeah. Point, point one. Point one in, in the display. Point two. Not only was he on time, but he faked it until an hour and 40 minutes into this <laughs> thing. <laughs> this was good shit. Oh, boy. Hey, this was this was a good episode. No, seriously. So let's, um, let's yeah, get yeah, ready to rate this good. thing. Yeah, it was. Let's get ready to rate this thing. Give out some Rolexes, all that stuff. Before we do so, like I said, make sure you consider becoming a patron at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Doc and I did the recent clash, but you know we've got the Music City Showdown coming up with the with the, the third match with Flair and Steamboat, so that's coming up on our Patreon feed as well. Plus, tons of other stuff up on Patreon. The WCW World Class shows, the video versions of all these shows we do. Again, it's tinyurl.com/slash/patreonbtt. Go there, sign up now, get tons of extra content. Over two hundred Patreon episodes. Uh, Doc, what are you gonna rate this week's show? I'm probably going to surprise you a lot here. Um, I'm going to give this an A. Oh, wow. I, I I watched this, and the matches were good. I got to see things from The Clash that I didn't get to see that I was kind of interested in. Um, there weren't a lot of jobber matches. I'm giving it an A. They got them coming next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, you you um, would only you only you would know. Harbor, <laughs> what are you gonna give it? I'll give it a B. A B. Okay, that's valid. Yeah, I'm gonna give it an A too. Uh, I liked it. I thought it was fine, even though we've uh, pointed out the things that we didn't like. All right, so now we need to give out the Rolexes before we do so. Don't forget to use our Amazon referral link. It's tinyurl.com slash bttamazon. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash bttamazon. Give that link to wives, girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever you got in your life, whatever you put it in or have it put in. Whatever. Whoa. Wait, um, whatever you, what? Whatever your your partner, you know, your lover. We have women lover. To this, so whatever puts it in you. Dude, we got women that listen to this, which is amazing that they put up no, with this we're not. nonsense. No, yeah, we've got it. We, look, there are a few women bitches. out there. We got bitches out there. Come on. Yeah, we got we got women supporters that love this this craziness, which is awesome. You're damn but, right they do. Yeah, they're in the I Facebook mean, just group. Just because most they, bitches are stupid doesn't mean that all bitches are stupid. Well, they're in the Facebook group and they post some of the raunchiest stuff that's posted that's in there. Right. So there you go. Women are women are way dirtier than men if you just give them the opportunity tinyurl.com slash bttamazon. Great way to support this show. Give that link to the wives, girlfriends, side pieces. Give it to your family members and tell them to use it every time they shop on Amazon. All right, we need to give out a Rolex. I'm going to give mine to Jim Hurd. Actually, I'm not giving mine to Jim Hurd. That was just uh, a joke. 
Uh, Doc, who are you going to give yours to? I'll be honest, man. We've been doing this for three and a half years. I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 hard because you because you want to say Flair, but it's I mean, I have somebody, but it's like, yeah, and it's going to be weird when I say this. So I'm gonna just go ahead and throw it out there. It's Sting. Um, no, no, come on. <laughs> it's Luger, and it's because Luger is the biggest star that wrestled this week in the center stage. He wrestled a good match, and he led Kendall through it, I think. And the crowd was super engaged. Who are you giving yours to, Hopper? Uh, I don't fuck it. I'm just going to say Flair. Fuck it. I'm doing the same thing. It's hard to pick. For a show that wasn't bad, it's really hard to pick. Because everything, I mean. Yeah. Everything was solid, but nothing stood out. Nothing was spectacular. It was just solid all the way around with the exception of Jim Hurd. Oh, my God. I mean, if there was a reverse government cheese award, he got the Tim Horner award this week. Jim Hurd, that is. Like, for real. But, you know, uh, We're going to get out here and determine where we can leverage synergies across the platform. And then uh, until Rick, we just don't really care what he says until he becomes Spartacus. Didn't, didn't, didn't he run Godfather's Pizza? No, that pizza was Herman Hut. Cain. Okay. Heard was Pizza Hut, right, Doc? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he talks like a Pizza Hut executive. Oh, my God. Well, here's the thing. As a former pizza delivery guy for many years, it ain't that fucking hard, guys. <laughs> ain't that hard, guys. All right. Well, um, that is almost going to wrap things up for us this week as we uh, I got close one, out I got episode. one little thing I want to say to all the people out there. Okay. Um, please feel free to jump in now Mike, and get it set. Mike, is, Mike has been struggling lately because... He's loose in college football, and he really likes college football. But I'm going to tell you this right now. Here's my prediction. The NFL is going to pull this off. They're going to play. And here's why. There's two reasons. Money. One, they cannot be the only professional league to not get their sport out there. And two, there's too much money not to. Yeah, this guy... They got to do it. Because the NBA has shown how to do it the right way. NHL followed that. Major League Baseball is having some issues, but they're going to figure that. They're going to tighten down on that, and they already started ha- started doing that. But football's got too much motivation. They're going to figure that shit out on a real level. Look, I understand. You can't send college athletes out there. You, you can't have college kids congregate. You can't have alumni driving around, traveling around. But the NFL is going to get this shit done. And guess what? Without college football, you're going to have the NFL on on their dream. Their dream is we're going to be on Saturdays. We're going to be on Sundays. We're going to be on Thursdays. We're going to be on Mondays. That shit's coming. I can't wait. I mean. Cowboys go 16-0, yeah. bro. Okay. It, it's going to I mean, break that, my heart when they cancel college. Cowboys, 16 and 0. Sure, Doc. Whatever you say. All right, Hopper, you got anything before we get out of here? No. 
Well, you know why I, I watched the wrong one? Because the picture showed staying in a danger zone. I was like, well, let's saw this one because we saw him in a danger zone already. And that's why I didn't click on it. You know, there's a Mayan calendar you can use. So I said, <laughs> this one's only 45 minutes, so I'm not passing this up. Okay. <laughs> he went for the easy one, Doc. <laughs> oh yeah, in a whole new studio. Are you sure you're not my son's father? Always taking the easy way out. Yeah. <laughs> because like when you start playing this one, I was like, wait, it's the old fucking intro. <sighs> I was like, oh wait, it says an hour twenty five minutes. Uh oh. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Christ. Well, Get us out. so for the first time ever, Hopper actually is a week ahead. Imagine that. Yeah. So next week he should be on time. That's that's the moral of the story. All right. So before we get out of here, check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, the Northern Version of BTT. Slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. And check out the Bottom Line Cast with Mike Prue and JV. They do our ECW show on our Patreon feed. Uh, just uh, I forget what it's on Twitter, but check out the Bottom Line Cast. Give them a search. They cover the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And with that said, uh, I want to say it again. R.I.P. Kamala. We're going to miss you. Uh, you don't get the credit you deserve. One of the greatest gimmicks of all time. Hell of a character. Even a better person. So, R.I.P. Kamala. With all that said, Hopper, hit the tagline, and we can get to bed. Fuck it, bitch.